Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 50th episode of The 505 Podcast. A trio of one-handed cracks to start us off. Ooh, ready? Yeah. One, two, three. I wasn't ready. Ah, not bad. No dense. You know, no no dense all around. No dense. No I had a little no bit dense. of a hezzy. We're just going to go I had a, I crazy had a, eights for the boys. Crazy eights. There sure. it is. God, I've been wanting to drink this for like an hour and a half. Come on, long pour. That's oh, what I'm talking about. Oh, and it's going to spill. God, I'm so happy. Ooh. I'm so happy to be back with you guys. That's great, dude. Just the last little splurt. <laughs> no. The last splurt never goes where you think it's going to go, as a rule. Is that? Um, we'll clean that up later. What are you drinking? Not vodka. Not vodka. Yeah. Mm. So we had a we had a, just a terrible weekend. So probably a good and then bad. No. Yeah. It was super fun. Um, frat fig isn't a thing anymore. I'm not 21. Got to hang up the drinking shoes. Not, not 21 anymore. And I thought I was. It's funny because before Braden like left for the day. I was like, yeah, what are you doing today? He's like, dude, frat fix back. <laughs> was this for Oregon, Oregon State? Is that why? Or? Yeah, yeah. We went we went to my friend's house. We were watching the game. Crazy game. It was a... Yeah. Yeah. Don't remind it's, me. Yeah, it was just a tough day. <laughs> oh, I mean, we shouldn't really high five. <laughs> don't also remind lost, me, man. It was terrible. But we go out to the, to the you know, little pregame mm-hmm. action. Mm-hmm. I don't drink very often. Right. Very, very, very seldomly. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? We're going to have a great day today. Nice. And I was pounding some shots, having a good time. Nice. And then we got to the bungalow. A classic. I was like seeing two people. Yep. Not supposed to see two people. Twins. Yep. Twins. Yep. So then we get back in the Uber and I'm coming back home. The Uber guy was super nice. He totally could have abducted me. Mm-hmm. And we get back in the Uber window. It was a window down Uber ride. Oh, head out, the, there. Head yeah. out the window, yep, 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 dude. Like and he dog. goes, are you good? I go, drive, drive, <laughs> drive the car, drive the car. So he gets me home and I literally wake up and I'm like doing a, a lean to like get in to like walk into the house. Mm. Like one of those leans, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking mm-hmm. about? finally get to the front door and then i realized when i hit the front door i go oh oh this isn't good i'm gonna throw uh, up uh, we have i don't think we could have the slowest elevator in all it's, of it's, the west side of los angeles it, it takes a legitimate 30 seconds no it's no, like it a minute, it. it's, it's almost it's almost it's like 45 sometimes really it's insane oh, especially yeah. if you have to wait for it oh. if it goes five zero five. Oh, it was at the third level oh, yeah. and i was like i can't take the stairs i can't definitely can't take the stairs no. thing comes down i'm like getting in and i'm like okay come on come on come on open the door, get the keys. They're like shaking, run through the front door, just bust through the front door, throw the keys, slip and fall right as no, I walk in, no. slip and fall right as I walk in the bathroom, just threw up all over the floor, <laughs> all over the floor. And I was like all over my Siegelman stables hat, dude, oh, all no. over the, I just got that hat. I no. just got that. I washed it though. It's fine. It's yeah, back. It's back fine. in action. But dude, then I'm like sitting there and I'm like, why did you, one more step? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm thinking, yeah. I'm like, if the Uber driver didn't stop at that stop sign, right. we would have made it. Right. Dude. Well, no, I don't think it works like that. It doesn't I think work it's like all that. your body. You know how like when you have to poop really bad and then the closer you get to your house, the you just have to poop yes. in. Mm-hmm. The second your butt touches the <laughs> fucking thing, it comes out. It doesn't happen like that by circumstance, dude. You know what I mean? It's not like if you would have stopped the stop sign, your butt, I, the poop would have come out a later. I swore I had it, dude. And, and I was like, oh my God. And then I... I just went back into bed and then I hear Kostas comes home like an hour later and he goes, oh my God, like what happened in the bathroom? Well, so Chloe texted me and, he, yeah. and um, I was like, yo, where are you guys at? Because I was out with some friends and she's like, yeah, Brain went home. I'm out. Brain's down pretty bad. I was like, damn. Okay. So I walk in, I go into like Brayden's, I go into Brayden's room. He's like passed out on his bed. Mm. I walk to my, um, to my room or whatever. And then I think I come out to like make some food. And I was like, oh, like the bathroom's like slightly cracked. Um, so I like open it and and Just like hell. and I see like oh, I hell. see it far before I see it close. I'm like, oh, I see some throw up on the ground. And then I open it, I'm like, oh my God. It's like it was like a whole baby. The whole, the whole, whole floor the whole was covered and it reeked. Terrible. Oh, Awful. Just so, so it was so bad. Dude. And then you, you I had to go clean that shit up. Yeah, dude, like the, and I had to suck it up and I was so sick. And yeah, then, then I missed Brenda's family photos. Oh, oh, dude. Oh, it's my, always it's always oh like god. a parent thing the next day oh, is when you get Oh my the most god. And then I could dude, I was up till seven AM. I watched the sunrise. I was like, this sucks. And all I wanted to do was get a sprite and I go over there. We don't have any sprite. And uh-huh. I was like, I can't wake up coasters. I can't wake up Chloe. They're all really sleepy and tired. I'm like, I'm just gonna have to suck this one up. Didn't have any saltines. So I just raw dog the night and then, and then i woke up at 10 to a t- text and a call from my mom and dad i immediately realized i was like oh my god i'm an 
idiot. Brenda was pissed. She's like, I'll just Photoshop you in. Oh my God. And I was like, oh, mom, Brenda, I'm so sorry. Oh, Not the time you want to be missing out. I couldn't no. have even done it. There's no chance I would have even made it down. I was no. dying. Well, like, you would have died in the car. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you didn't. Honestly, we're just like, but... we're pretty close to Christmas. And like, <laughs> yeah, you got to start doing that. You got to stay on the, on the nice list. I'm an yeah. idiot, dude. Dude, uh, here's the thing, though, is what, speaking from experience, if you were in Eugene, you might have been able to pull it off. I think so, too. Because I was just in Madison and we started drinking at 8 a.m. for the 2.30 game. It changes you. And we made it out till 2 a.m. Dude, we didn't think we were going to be able to do that. We thought after the game, we're like, all right, we're going to go back to the hotel. We're going to take some naps, whatever. (laughs) But then my brother's like, I'm really hungry. So then we ate. And all of a sudden, you know, we're eating and like having maybe like just like a drink, see what it's Mm. like. And then all of a sudden, we're like, you know, we could play darts. And I'm like, yeah, let's go out now. And then go to bed early. 2, 2 a.m. dude and then it may, might make you feel better four hour drive back to minneapolis which where we were from madison my brother pukes the whole way <laughs> he can he yeah could just puke the whole way so every like he likes to puke in the woods which is funny i should probably shouldn't say this but whatever and so we just like every like 30 minutes he'd be like gotta find some woods and I'd, wow. <laughs> then i'd pull over the car you'd run to the woods puke come back and we'd oh just keep going. my god that's f- so a lot of people are puking dude a lot of it wasn't fun it wasn't fun but i'm getting ready now because we are headed off on the we're going on the road baby nice. seven yeah. eight, no, fig. eight fig. he's gone on the road. yeah he is retired <laughs> eight day eight we have an 11 day road trip i think that we're going on on thursday so i'm shooting the game tomorrow can't remember who we play it's gonna be a good game haven't packed at all and then I'm going to pack. Oh, I, and I got yerba mates. It should be here any minute. And I'm going to take you, 16 yerba mates. Costa just remembered something. That yeah, what did you remember big? About. Well, no, I was going to say, um, like, AD's been balling. Like, he's been playing really yeah, well. It's yeah. going to be, like, exciting. If it's, it's going to be on this road trip, fun. we watched the game last night, and they just lose on the most ridiculous buzzer beater three. Oh, who did they play last night? We lost the Pacers. It was insane. Yeah, it was a great game. Yeah, I we but they them. have been kind of turning it on. We're gonna no. We're yeah. I think I think we're gonna come out of this road trip, dude. Seven and zero. If you awesome. you can get, I mean, I, I we're won't gonna say we're gonna crush. We're gonna crush on I the think road it'd trip. Be okay, and uh, dude, and we released at like V two of the course. So now we're oh. teaching a new group of rocks the wow. sports stuff, all the stuff. Oh, fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. it's been fun. It's been super fun. So we're working on tons of cool stuff, and this is going to be like, unfortunately, this is like our this is our last episode for a yeah. while because I'm. Yeah, you're leaving. You're leaving too. Yeah, you're yeah, literally leaving yeah. for. So just, yeah, last episode. Last episode of the Five Five Podcast, season one. <laughs> season one. Come on. So yeah, the rocks are leaving, um, and we decided because of like the holidays and us not being able to be together. Mm-hmm. Um, this is episode fifty. Perfect time mm-hmm. to kind of A like year. wrap it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is episode fifty. Um, it's really crazy that we've been doing this for a year, yeah, and we've stayed pretty damn consistent yeah. with it. Yeah, we did really nice. Um, there's 52 weeks in a year and we 52. did 50 yeah, yeah. Come well, on. and we probably I think we might have like lagged on two weeks mm-hmm. so it's yeah. probably been exactly a year since we started this yeah. which is pretty fucking crazy so yeah that's the end of season one well it's not ended just now we have a whole episode ahead of us ladies yeah. and gentlemen yeah but what, what what do we got coming in season two bigger guests ooh ooh Merch, come on, bigger rocks. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm fucking stoked for merch. You guys have been asking for it, and I'm hyped because um, the guy that's mm-hmm. designing our merch is Henry, who we had on the pod, and he is so cool. He's designed merch for Jack Harlow, mm-hmm. Bozzy, mm-hmm. Lil Nas X. He's legit at yeah, graphic dude. design. Legit, and legit at everything. The XX guy on yeah. the Instagram. Check him out. And we wanted to come out with merch at the right time. We didn't want to like, we wanted to take our time with it and we wanted to have cool designs. We didn't want it to just say like the 505 podcast. We want it to be borderline like a clothing brand that you guys would want to rock. Um, It still is going to have you know touches of like camera mm, creator and, yeah and this pop but it's not just going to be like the 505 yeah, yeah. it's going to be dope merch and we're excited for it i've wanted to put out merch forever i just wanted to like wear it for, yeah uh, like what are we talking about i, I, was like, I wish i could just put that shirt on for I this shoot i have yeah. or whatever you january know I mean? can't come soon enough baby new yeah. year we are coming in hot Tons new year new, new gear come there, on there dude. It is. yeah there you it like is. that i that, like that Okay, Should wait. Announcement? Before we get into like our favorite moments of this year hmm. or of this past year in the pod, can you guys hit me with like one New Year's resolution that you guys have? Ooh, hit it. I'm going to be the best golfer that you've ever seen. I love that, dude. That you've ever seen. I, I've been going all the time, dude. You know what I'm going to try to do? My clubs are right over there. I know. Oh, I looked at them earlier. So. I wanted to metaphorically. No, actually, you know what I actually do want to do? Tell me. I have two goals. Okay. I want to do 10,000 push ups. I looked it up. You need to How do many? 27 and a half a day. It's pretty doable. That's super doable. In a year, 10,000. 
I mean, it's doable for for a guy with giant chest muscles, I don't tiny know, everything. I else. don't know if it's doable for Brandon over here. Right, right. Looking awfully small. And my other I've goal? traded getting jacked for doing getting getting good golf. I have a I have a group goal with some college buddies that that's were... the equivalent of fucking fast walking a marathon. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, just just walking as fast as you possibly could. Um, we're gonna row. Wait, what? We're metaphorically gonna row like on the rowing machine oh, okay. separately because okay. we all like live in different places. We're gonna try to row from. I think it's like California to Hawaii or something that like that. Like as a team. So we all like in send in our like, like in a day. No, 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 no. Oh. Just like over the course of like, I can't remember. I think a year. It's fucking far. Okay. And rowing, I've been hitting the rowing machine a little bit. And we like send in like how far you've gone. And it sucked because I did like 10 minutes and I got, I made like pretty far. I can't remember how many meters, but like decent. I was like pretty pumped. Like I thought the group would be pumped about this. And then my buddy Jacob, who's just like a fitness man, <laughs> just sends like 45 minutes, like halfway to Hawaii already. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Dude, we're there. What's where we're right. going next? Right. Yeah, what's he, what's yeah. good at Tahiti? No, that was, yeah. So we're going to row from California to Hawaii and then we're all going to go to Hawaii and like camp there. It's like, mm. like actually go oh, there Oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun That'll little be fun. Thing. Little yeah. rowing in Hawaii. Yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Mine is also fitness related. I'm just like, I'm trying to become an absolute unit in 2023. Just a weapon. That was and last year's resolution, I thought. Yeah, it's my resolution every year. Yeah. <laughs> but this Never year hit. we actually made some sort of moves towards yeah, it. Yeah, we made I'm, some gains. Yeah, made some For gains. For sure, dude. Made gains, lost them, kind of getting them back yep. as we speak. Yep. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be the year I get in the best shape of my life. Hell yeah. Ooh, hell Unless yeah. I get injured, which happens every time. Sure. <laughs> We're going to clip this when you're jacked. Yeah. yeah. We'll make, we'll, we'll Either it. you're jacked or you're like super fat, which would be way funnier. <laughs> you should get fat for the bit. Dude, I, I can't get fat to save my life. No, like no. I'm trying to put on weight. It's hard. You have, I, I think I found it. I think I can do it. <laughs> yeah. There were a couple of weeks where I was like, oh, I could get fat if I really turn things around. I love it. So as uh, this episode is so special to us because we went back and we pulled mm-hmm. and Keon helped us, obviously. Yeah, shout out. Shout out Keon. Um, he's going to get some food with the merch coming out. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> as this year is like wrapping up, we went back all the best moments from the pod mm-hmm. that we picked out. So big number one mm-hmm. coming in. This one's been bugging me, dude. Yeah, we yeah, had to talk been. about this. We've, this we've is, talked about it a lot. We, yeah, we've talked about this off the pod a lot. Yeah. This is Jordan Kahana's one-handed crack. Take right. it away, Jordan. Okay. Difficulty level seven. No way. No way. No way. I don't know what to say about this. One hand, it's cracked. No dents. <laughs> Did you dent it? Never spin it around. Seen. Spin it around. I don't. I don't. I don't know what to say. Can I set it down and show you guys? Nine what one. Is, what is this? Nine yeah. one. Wow. <laughs> Nine one. High score ever heard. I love Jordan. Okay, but. This has been just eating away at me for months. I mean, incredible guest. Incredible yeah. guest. Great story. Do you feel like upon further review, maybe the yeah. rules and regulations of your sanctity game? I, I think that I, I, I kind of ruined the integrity of this whole thing sure. by, giving, by giving out a nine on that. Because to be fair, the one-handed crack, it has to be with one hand. It's called, the one-handed, it's called the one-handed crack, not the one-handed teeth. And like, <laughs> it's just like, he messed it up and I, and I just gave it out. I just... Folded under pressure because I wanted the pod to be good and I didn't want him to hate me off the bat. And it was also, it was, yeah, he was a little nervous, you know, and he yeah. didn't know if it would fly. Exactly. No, if it was trying a new thing. So upon further review, I'm going to have to lob out an NA because <laughs> yeah. it, Fair. it just it it wasn't, wasn't, it w- didn't adhere to the rules. Yeah. And people were super pissed off. I had so many DMs and they were like, dude, are you, you gave out, you lobbed out a nine? And I was like, all right, fuck you guys. I'm going to actually yeah. drop the hammer on all these shitty cracks you guys have been sending yeah. me because, dude, people have been sending me charity cracks. And then when I say three, four, they're like, you're an asshole. And I'm like, right. I'm not an asshole. You're just not doing the crack great. Yeah. Right. And, it, and it, I'm sorry about it. It can't have a dent. Okay. I'm just going to yeah. tell you those. It can't have a dent. It's no. got to be off the table. It's yeah. got to be with one hand. And to be perfectly in the nines now, do you see that? You have to do that with one finger. You got to flip the thing back and forth back. to like be that. in the nines. I like that. That has to be it. Yeah. And no dents, clean crack. If it's a bonus point, if you're in a pretty place and... That are the rule. That's the rules of the one-handed crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love how passionate you are yeah. about it. No, yeah. I've really thought about it because everyone's like, "Oh, let me see the rules and right." Re- that's the rules and regulations. I like the one crack. If you can get a little bit of like preamble, like I like when it's like a pan of like something yeah. fun. And if you, then, dude, if you if you spin it, like even the more sure. bonus points. That's like cool, but it has to be flush. Flush yeah. to be in the nine's got to be like damn near perfect. Tens don't exist. I'm really excited to see what what the rocks come up with with these one-handed cracks. Yeah, yeah, get wild with it. Tag yeah. us in some stories, dude. Yeah. So the next clip is our good friend Tyler Babin, and he shares the story of what it was like when he left Vayner, why he left Vayner to start his residency with Adobe. That exact reason was the hardest thing that took me to actually step away from it. And it was a piece of advice from Gary, and it was like one of my favorite things he ever said is that like, especially in your 20s, you need to go the most high-risk 
that you possibly can. He's like, throw everything against the wall. Because if it all goes to shit, you're still really young and you can still win. And that really goes for like 20s and even 30s. I mean, you can like, you can fuck up a lot of stuff. And so Gary's like, yeah, dude, in your 70s, bro, <laughs> like, I risk you got fucking time, time, baby. <laughs> got time. Patience. patience, gratitude, humility, and patience. Get after it. I'm and, a huge Gary V fan, by the way, for those listening. <laughs> I think we all are. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, so I was all whenever other opportunities started coming up, if they were really high value, I was like, what what would Gary say, essentially? And so that sort of addressed the walking away from like the stability thing. And it was funny because anyone who like, so the Adobe, the creative residency that Adobe does, um, I'll give like the amended version. Essentially, Adobe pays you for a year to kind of just do whatever you want. Um, that's not at all how my year played out. It changed a lot uh, sort of mid midway through. I ended up speaking a lot for Adobe and just sort of was like traveling and like doing this like speaking circuit. Um, and then I'd get home and was like exhausted from speaking. So and then I was also trying to do this documentary series. But um, we can actually chat more about that because it's how I got the job with Hassan. But when I was kind of uh, debating as to, you know, should I do it? Should I not do it? I was thinking about the thing that Gary always said, which is like, you know, be really, really reckless. And I was like, okay, this residency is only a year. So at the end of a year, I am kicked out of the job. No more money. I was like, what? Like, bro, what could happen? What if a year from now, the world's completely different? My residency ended March of 2000. 20. So oh literally I was God. kicked out That's of the residency uh, like two weeks after the world started shutting down, wow. which was pretty terrifying. Oh. I know it ended right at like uh, right when everything was getting crazy. And I was living in Manhattan at the time. So it was like, I mean, we were like scared to open the door. It yeah. was, I mean, it was it was weird, but kind of leaning into that, you know, high risk, high reward. Um, I was able to transition immediately into just like a full time YouTuber, um, like right in, in the middle of that. And so I was able to just make videos at home and uh got through that that chapter did you have other clients while you were doing the adobe creative residency so they said it was really strict that when you were doing the residency you couldn't do any side work um a lot of people didn't uh follow that rule but i did i was like i am going to dedicate myself fully into this moment and so everyone that reached out all the clients all the brands that want to do integrations i was like i can't do anything right now but in, in March, I'll, I'll be a free man. Let's go. And so that actually ended up paying off really well because the residency ended. And luckily, I had this list of like 15 clients that were like, we want to go right now. Um, and so it was it was a pretty natural transition. But no, I, I fully leaned into the residency. Yeah, my favorite part about that clip, and I think it's so true, and I think we actually all kind of live this to an extent, is like what he's saying about taking your biggest risk when you're in your 20s and you don't have a mortgage, you don't have kids, and you don't have other shit you need to worry about. Because like, it's just so true. I mean, this is the time. And I, it's funny because I know that Gary Vee has said this before. And I'm sure he learned this from him and then took Gary Vee's advice to leave him. which is Leave funny, his company. <laughs> which is just, this is the time to start your band, to like write the script, to like fucking go for it. Because you can always fucking get the marketing job, dude. Like all those jobs, they need people like crazy. And they always will. And like you can, you just, you need to take the risk when you can. And like when you're 30 or 40, probably 40 even, because some people make late game changes. But mm. like. And you have kids and a mortgage and stuff. You're just like, I need fat income all the time, constantly. Like, I, I can't take the risk. And I just think that's so important. That's such like an important thing to go for. It, and it's scary as fuck. But like, you're never going to have a better time to do it. Yeah. So if you're going to ever send it, that, that's the time to send it. And look what he's doing now. He's yeah. the creative director of Hassan Minhaj. And he's yeah. like crushing. He's, they yeah. sold yeah, a movie make, together. Yeah, like, making movies and shit. He's a rock star, dude. Tyler Babin yeah. is just an incredible person. I really respect yeah, him a lot. Yeah, me too, dude. I do as well. I also think that like, even if what you try to do doesn't work out and you end up pivoting like that adds to your story so much more and it makes you just like way more interesting of a person yes dude like you're gonna be able to pick up more girls <laughs> or guys when you just say like yeah i tried this for a while and i experienced these things instead of being like i fucking be i dude i got out of college i fucking put numbers in the spell sheet and now i have a 401k yeah <laughs> that's not gonna get you like <laughs> And that's what we're after, especially in our 20s. Yeah. The more you can experience, the more you can do, it just makes you a more overall, just like well-rounded person. You have experience to pull from, stories to tell, which you can then put into your art. Mm. Um, but yeah, like if you take a risk and it works out, amazing and if it doesn't it's all good because you're still young and when you're young is when you should be taking the most high risk and just go for it 
Absolutely. This next clip is crazy because I don't know when I was in college, and I know you're talking about Fret Fig. I mean, <laughs> the closer counter was wild. Like you listened to closer 12 times a pregame. Back, the chain smokers were a big deal in our college experience. And this is Danilo on our podcast talking about how he started working with the chain smokers, which was pretty crazy to hear. So how did you get connected with them in the first place? Um, through Pete. Okay. Uh, they used to come to DC to do mm. these shows for uh, the promoter that I worked for, the club owner. And I met them. It was a small club. It was, I think, 350 cap, maybe. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. And I didn't know them at the time. I didn't know who they were at the time. This was before Selfie, before all that. Before, oh, like, right wow. before Roses situation? Way before Roses. Oh, way before, oh, wow. Roses. Way before okay. Roses. I Probably, like, an easy, like, a year and a half or so before Roses. Mm. And I met them at the club. Had a great time. I was like, man, these guys were amazing. I don't know mm. who they were, but this this was a fun night. And then months later, I saw them at a festival. And it kept happening where I saw them in a festival. I got to know them. And they came mm. back to D.C. a couple more times. So there was like that bit of like, oh, hey, it's Danilo. Hey, good to see you. Like, mm. oh, we're going to get good photos or stuff like that. And um, so they, it was a year they were at Electric Zoo. They were not a headliner, but it was like, uh, I don't know how to put it. It's like the... Maybe the, like second, yeah, right third, below whatever, it. yeah. Um, but they were at a second main stage. They were doing a mid-set because I think they were doing another show right after. And... It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. It meant that packed stage, packed. Mm. That never happens at any festival. Mm. And obviously, it's in New York, the New York guys, like mm -hmm. their fans came. But halfway through the set, there was a thunderstorm warning and the festival sh shut down. Mm -hmm. Half, like the, the plug was pulled, like halfway through the set. So they only did 30 minutes over an hour and let's say 10 minute set. But I got one photo that in our photo uh, list was needed because that year there was no media. Outside media, aside from the uh, in-house festival team oh, to wow. take photos. It wasn't allowed. Um, so I was assigned to their stage because I knew them. I was like, oh, I'm, I know them. It'll be easier this right. way. I saw that they wanted one photo on a list that they, they sent over for media. And I got that photo. Rainstorm's coming. I, you know, everything shut down. So I go to the trailer and I'm editing. So there's nothing else to do. That, so I'm just going to edit. Rainstorm passes. I come out of the trailer. And their manager, Alex, who's one of the Chainsmokers, mm. they're standing right outside. So I was like, oh, hey, I got your photos if you want them. Right. Mm. And they were just like, what, already? I was like, of course. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. lightning. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I sent the photo over and they ended up loving it. And that's kind of like, like a month later, it was like, hey, do you want to come and do some shows with us? And that's how I kind of started. Shoot your shot. Dude. Yeah, shoot your shot and fucking deliver. Yes, yeah. dude. Shoot your shot and make it. I can relate to this so hard because there was one show that I did with Loud Luxury in, it was somewhere in Canada. I forgot what it was for, but it was for a, uh, for a festival mm -hmm. and it started raining right before mm -hmm. their show. And then it ended up like clearing a little bit and then was kind of raining during their show as well. But what he was talking about, like how the photos that he got were so sick mm -hmm. because of like the, the weather. Yeah. Like some of the photos that I got during that festival that I shot when it was raining were so sick. Like the way the lighting was coming through the clouds, it was like kind of cloudy, but kind of sunny. Mm -hmm. It made for some awesome, like just yeah. awesome images. And also that's wild that mm -hmm. he yeah, started dude. editing like right after. Dude, and he knew it. He yeah. did. But that is what, that is something you need if you want to start shooting concerts is like turnaround time. If you have your work ethic on point and you're like, I'm not going to wait to get back to my house. If I just start editing right away, like you never know what opportunities can arise. And artists really appreciate a quick turnaround time. Especially when you have an opportunity like that or even like you have a freelance editing thing for like a big brand and you just like want to work with them again or whatever. Like you got to nail it on the first time at least. Nail it on the first few and like just go balls of the wells like don't like don't eat dinner after don't do whatever like this is your opportunity to really impress them the first one like make that good impression and just deli like he was just like i'm just gonna get this done as fast as possible because i want to work with them you know what i mean and like you can extrapolate that to a lot of things in this fucking industry and the man the myth the legend jt barnett i would not be as stoked about what i'm doing right now if I hadn't tried every other thing to realize what I don't want to do. Absolutely. You know, like the, like literally like I was just saying the health and wellness stuff, like personal training was great. There's so many things from it that I am now implementing into what I'm doing now. But I knew that that once I got a taste of it, I was like, this isn't it for me right now. Then it was like reset and it was it for a little bit, but there was aspects of it that I was like, this isn't it for me now either. And now it's like, okay, I've tasted a lot of different things to know 
to be much more refined around what it is that I actually really want to be doing. And now I feel like I've found that. And so you have, you, you have to taste things. You have to try different shit out. Yeah. And then it just gives you a better idea of like, okay, this is what I want to go hard into. I also think that content in general, right? Like posting TikTok content, Instagram content, just social media in general allows people to have a career in something they're passionate about without maybe going down, um, the original path that they had. So take a pro athlete, for example. There's so many kids that are like, I wanna be a pro athlete and it's either majors or bust. But there's so many other ways to make a career out of something you're passionate and you love than being like the pro athlete. Like you can make content around whatever sport you're into and make a full-time career out of it. I also think it's interesting because, so I'm shooting the Loud Luxury DJ guys. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure like most, if not every single person on their team used to DJ, like e- me included. So, funny. so it's like, we all have that passion for EDM mm-hmm. and we all used to DJ and we're not the the DJ, but like we're involved in some way, which I think is really interesting. A hundred percent. Yeah, bro. Like I, I just think that you have to like really try different things out and understand. And then once you understand, then it's go really hard into that. And it's not, um, it's not a forever thing. Like there might be a day where I wake up and I'm just like, I don't want to do strategy anymore. And now that's not it for me, but it's got me to the place where the next thing will come. And then you move with that. And like, to your point of like you being able to build off of, off of social media now, like I legitimately think that anybody doing anything in the world can build a brand around whatever they're doing. Totally bro, like, idea. bro, like. Like 100%. being a mom and being a blogger around being a mom is like one of the most benefit, like um, uh, monetary beneficial niches that you can be in. I think that you just, I really think that it's, it's looking at yourself and being like, what are the things I'm into? What are the things that I wish more people knew about? What are the things that I actually feel like I could bring value to other people? And that could literally be, that could be gaming. That could be typing. That could be whatever it is. And this is the thing that I want to talk about because I'm passionate about it and you can figure out a way to monetize it. There's a group of people everywhere in the world. Dude, I was literally scrolling TikTok last night. I was going to bring this up. I'm happy you brought it up for me. I'm scrolling and you know at Pike's Place Market in Seattle, how they throw the fish or whatever? Randomly on my page, right? I get another fish guy and I'm like, this guy's just talking about all these fucking big fish at his little fish market. And I go on his page, 400K. And I'm like, there's yeah, an dude. audience for literally anything, dude. There's the reptile guys. There's the yes. there's the videographers. There's the fucking health and wellness guys. Like yep. anybody and everybody that is passionate about anything can have a career on social media right now. And that is the craziest thing I think in our world that is happening right now. You don't have to go get a regular job if you don't want to. You can yeah. literally just make TikToks about it. So yep. true. Insane. I, I also love what you were saying. How. You go, I might wake up tomorrow mm-hmm. and not be into strategy anymore. I think the idea of having like, you pick a career at 18 or 22, whenever you graduate college, and that's what you're doing for the next 40, 50, 50 years. Yeah. And insane. then you retire and you're doing the same thing. It's like, that idea is kind of out the window because of like the internet and social media. If you're like into one thing for a few years, you make a business out of it, whatever it may be, great. One day you might wake up and you're not interested in it anymore. And then you pivot. Bro, yeah. 100%. And I think that... um our parents didn't have those options. Yeah. And so like, I think that we get taught, we're getting told that from our parents and their parents that you work the job that you have the opportunity to work. And that's the job that you stay with and you're happy with it and you work that and that's it. And I just think that the internet has just flipped that completely upside down. We have options that we didn't have before. And now it makes sense for you to be one multi hyphenated and also and be doing multiple things at one time, testing out different things, but also do one thing for a little bit of a time, realize you don't want to do it and pivot and do something else. And that should be fine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a different time now. I think that he really exemplifies that you can try so many different things, right? Mm -hmm. He got into the content game so late. It wasn't like he, he wasn't like 16 posting a ton of Instagram, doing TikTok and all this shit. Like he got into it after a pro hockey career. He's playing puck, baby. Yeah, dude. And he came, he came back to LA and he made the honey house, which isn't even remotely close to what he's doing now. He's doing, he has a TikTok agency. He has employees under him and it's like, it's really cool to see. And I think that we all got to remind ourselves that like, we got time mm-hmm. to find what it is that we want to do, what it is that we, we don't, and we don't have to do it forever. You can get into something, do right. it for a little while, do it for a few years, do it for five years. And like, 
okay, cool. Now I want to do this said thing. And you can do it. Life is long. And I think we got to remind ourselves that, that we all have time. You got to be able to pivot. Like yes. you probably learned working with the LA Lakers. The basketball dude, that's a little low pose reference. Come on, guys. That's funny. Oh, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Kareem in the low pose, I, I dude, like, in the like, pivot game. I was like, I'm at the job. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I think that is, it's so important. I also think there's a sneaky good point made by Kostas in there talking about how a lot of people that work with like DJs and like concert photographers were initially pursuing to be a DJ. And I think that's just, one, I think there's some merit to that because you want to be close to it, but also because... It just, it helps to be passionate and care about the things that you are working on as a photographer, as a videographer, et cetera. Like if I ever have the chance to work on like, uh, like a, like a Nike brand or whatever, mm-hmm. with it's like basketball or football, like I just watch a fuck ton of sports. So mm-hmm. I'm just like naturally drawn to it. You know what I mean? It's just like mm-hmm. fun for me to see it or like the shoes is like cool. You know, we've talked about pivoting like majorly in a career, right? Where you were mm-hmm. doing something. I was trying to be a DJ right. and then I got into the mm-hmm. photo video stuff, but there's times where like, even as a creator, you want to try making different stuff and pivoting that, right? So like, there's eventually going to be a time where like, maybe I don't want to shoot concerts as much and I want to pivot into a different type of photo video. And like, that's okay. Totally. I just think that like, yeah, it's, you got to be willing to like take the risk and, and understand that it is okay to pivot. Mm -hmm. And, and to, to follow your passions, dude, I'm telling you guys, if you literally just scroll on TikTok, you will find a thousand different people who are doing a bunch of random shit who are like making full-time incomes off of said thing. You got vloggers, you got Dude, literally today I watched Aquarium of the Pacifics live for like oh, 15 dude. minutes. They were feeding an octopus yeah, and it was crazy, sick. Dude. And I was like, dude, this is a whole, and then, and then I went to the comments and there's all these random little fish people that are yeah. like, I'm like, dude, let's go. So there's a, there's a really is an industry and a niche for everybody. So I'm telling you, follow the passions. Money will come. Money is a shadow. It follows your work ethic. Ooh, Ooh. that's hard. Yeah. That bars, frat fig dropping bars, <laughs> dude. Bars, dude. dude. I don't career into and, the rap game. <laughs> yeah. So... Your money is your shadow that follows you, especially if you're shooting golden hour, longer shadow, more bread because it's better photos. I don't know. There's like a jump there. I thought I had something. I was thinking about that for so long, dude. My brain hurts. That's great. Next up, we got Jay Ford talking about how he got brought up on stage at Madison Square Garden with Sebastian Maniscalco. This story is so so cool. Here you go. How did that come about? Instagram, bro. No way. Did you DM him? No, he DM me. Shut up. Yeah, bro. So, I, so you're sitting at home. You just get a fucking DM from Sebastian. No clue who it was. I'm like Sebastian Manasaka. <laughs> and I, I kind of looked over it, and I'm like, oh, no okay. It's a, he has a blue check, and I, I'll check uh, it later. And uh, I'm looking. And I'm like, oh, this dude. He seems pretty big. And I click, and I'm like, oh, he's huge. And I went on YouTube, and then I see Netflix thing. I'm like, oh. <laughs> He's legit. And uh, he asked me to shoot his show at the forum. No way. And once I met him, he was like literally one of the coolest people in the world. And uh, in that night, I met Leonardo DiCaprio. No way. Cool. Were you doing photo and video? Or yeah, do I was you, doing photo and video. Do you like? Do you have a one that you prefer or no? Uh, video. Okay. Video. So that's my bread and butter. How do you decide in a big situation like mm-hmm. shooting Sebastian? So you got your dual wielding, right? Dual wielding for sure. So you have the what? The Blackmagic Black 6K? Blackmagic and then the R5. And the R5. Mm-hmm. So Okay. So take me through like an example of how do you pick... In that situation, um, you kind of just fill it out. It's okay. like, as, as you go, you're just like, all right, this will be a good moment for photo. Mm-hmm. Right, this will be a good moment for video because, like, shooting a comedy show is uh, it's pretty much the same shot every time. Yep. So it's like, all right, this is a good moment for video. He's being super animated. Let me get this on video. All right, now I got that. Let me chill out for a little bit. Let me get some photos. Okay. And uh, yeah, bro, and it was the coolest thing. He loved the video. I had dropped. I made the video that same night. I was like, yo, I can't lose out on this opportunity. Like, I just met Leonardo DiCaprio. Who else am I gonna meet? And uh, from there, I made the video that same night. He loved it, bro. He was like, yo, do you want to go on tour with me? And I'm like, what? And that's always been my dream is to go on tour. And uh, yeah, I went on tour with Sebastian. No way. Yeah, bro. yeah. Crazy. Best experience. How long did you go on tour with him for? Uh, we just did a New York run. So it was like uh, a week and a half, two weeks. Oh, my gosh. And uh, we hit every stadium in um, New York. And then and he just packs that whole selling thing. Selling out everything, bro. bro Madison Square Garden, like breaking records he's like biggest comedian to sell out tickets this fast and selling out madison square garden the barclay center uh-huh. prudential center and these people and these fans are loyal bros like wherever he went we're in a restaurant people are knocking at the window and i'm like 
yo, I've never experienced anything like this before. This is the coolest mm-hmm. thing in the world. And he's just so smooth, bro. <laughs> he's just so smooth, calm, collected. And he doesn't think about that stuff too much. He's just like, yo, what's up? And he asks you questions about your life. And he's like, all right, this is this is the homie. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And okay, I want to talk about Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. The fucking Mecca. Yeah, like, the Mecca. Was that a pinch me moment of getting to shoot something in Madison Square in Garden. In Madison Square Garden. I'm like in I'm in uh like the dressing room and stuff and you see all the photos of all the legends that's been mm-hmm. in there and I'm like, yo, I'm really here right now. And like the the biggest moment of all. So he sells out the whole thing, like the floor is sold out. It's like there's no there's no room left there. And he was like, Jay, come on stage. And I'm like, what? Shut up. In <laughs> MSG. In MSG, bro. He was like, yo, J4, my uh photographer, videographer. And uh, he was like, get a picture of us. And I'm like, oh my god, because <laughs> I was just I was not expecting yeah, it, yeah, you know. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, and uh, yeah, bro, and everybody started clapping. He put the the phone lights on, and I'm like, yo, I'm doing what I love. This is like How the cool. coolest thing. Like from doing sorority videos uh-huh. to standing in the middle of Madison Square Garden with my name being announced from one of the biggest comedians in the world. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm, this is it. This is what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? I'm not faking it. I'm just doing what I love and, and look what it led to. Absolutely electric mo. I can't even imagine being on the stage at MSG with- Doesn't however- get bigger and, than that. Dude, you know what I was thinking about? Huh. I was thinking about how in my work with photo video, I never have like a, oh my God, if I don't get this fucking shot right in this exact second, I'm <laughs> fucked. But you guys both do that all the time. And it's like, Coach, have you ever had a moment where they're like, let's take a like, photo of all the crowd and you're like, God, I hope the settings are fucking right. Like, Okay, so with take... Yeah, like, I'll yes. just take it back. I'll just say... so much to say about you know. this because so there'll be some times where I really have to edit the photo, the crowd photo specifically, because I'll have my settings of which I think is going to be what is going to look best. And then they'll be like... Yo, put turn all the lights on. Like right, light up the crowd. Right. I want to see this. And then it's like, oh, this photo's like fucking so blown out. <laughs> right. So I have to like really bring it back to life. There's been times where like my shit's fucked up. Like mm. literally the first time I shot with them, they were like, hey, get us get a photo of us um in front of the helicopter, like right as we pulled up to EDC, flash and go off, missed right. a shot. Then another time with <laughs> another time with the flash, my fucking flash was broken. Dude, and fuck flash. and we, <laughs> they were like uh chopping up with Lil John. They're like, yo, get a photo. And I was like, I this just didn't work. So there's been a couple times where I have fucked it up. I relate to him being like getting on stage and being like, holy shit, this is like, I'm doing what I love. I had that shooting EDC. I remember getting on stage for the first time and just thinking how many people were out there and being like, I cannot believe I'm here right now. This is crazy. And then on my birthday this year, they did their biggest show ever at Brooklyn Mirage. And I had never been to the Brooklyn Mirage insane venue, but you know, Sebastian's a little bit nicer of a guy. I thought they were going to give me like a full shout out being like mid-show being like, yo, yo, hold on, stop the show. Let's sing happy birthday to our Right, to our Everyone, stop what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Get out of the bathroom. There's a big moment going on. So I would have expected that. That would have been sick. Dude, yeah. I also think it's a testament though. He said that he just DM'd him. Post your damn work. Post your yeah. work. You never know who's going to see your stuff. Absolutely. And that's, just, so true. that's crazy. He's the, one of the biggest comedians in the whole world and he... So like he started working with him off of a DM. Insane. All right. This next one is Kyle Hauk describing taking like one of the more iconic photos that we've had out of the last, I don't know, five, 10 years that like everybody saw. And it's just so crazy to think that he was the guy behind the camera in front of those crazy celebrities doing that crazy shit in the bathroom (laughs) at the VMAs. How cool is that? When we're in Brooklyn, um, the day before VMAs, uh, Kells and Megan are like, Hey, like we want to take this photo like on the street somewhere, it's gonna be like her in this like see-through dress. And then uh, he wanted to have like, she wanted to have a choker on and a collar and he was gonna hold it. Mm. And they're like, yeah, like we'll let you know when we're ready to take it, we'll go do it. It never ended up happening, we were just so busy and stuff. So then fast forward, we're at the VMAs um, and they're wearing their red carpet outfits and they look amazing, hair, makeup, everything's done and they're styled so well. And so they just say, Yo, Kyle, can you come back here real quick? And we go back in the bathroom. Yeah, there's like these urinals and he's, he's like, yo, can you just take a picture of us here? Like that photo we were talking about. Mm. So I get my camera, my flash ready and take the picture. And then, yeah, it was like, it was fun. I was like telling them, all right, now look at me. Okay, now mm-hmm. look at each other. Now kiss, blah, blah, blah. And then um, 
it was funny too because there's like X's across the urinals like don't piss in these mm-hmm. urinals and I was like should I take these off like I'm gonna take them off he's like no don't take that off that's sick as fuck that's <laughs> like little details, little details. Though, like, I think like sometimes I think maybe go for like a, a clean aesthetically sure. pleasing image he's more like well why it's kind of cool like they Keep put that there it's mm. dirty like leave it mm. so took that picture and then we're we kind of done we're done for a second and then uh travis barker and courtney kardashian just walk-ins prancing around talking <laughs> no like, oh, sick there's a kardashian dope uh. um and then we're just hanging and then he's like yo come back again so we go in there and we take the photo again uh the couple picture with both of them mm-hmm. and then you know i'm just capturing them and bts shots and then also we did the posed one there and then yeah those photos ended up getting posted on social media and they went crazy like bro, the internet. Yeah, Dummy yeah, viral. and the funny thing too is at first like there was no like tag for me yeah. or anything so like no one knew that i took them and so for the first like 12 hours like nothing you know i just mm-hmm. thought it was epic and then they were right. popping off mm-hmm. everyone was reposting their stories and then i got tagged and they're finally and, and then the credit that i feel like was deserved and everything you know and it uh it was awesome it really helped me out too like i had a lot of like news articles reaching out and um, a lot of friends were like, whoa, like you took that? Like, That's I didn't even sick. realize. What That's the awesome. fuck? And it, now it seems to be like, it'll be one of the more iconic images of this time period in life. You yeah, know, like, which is cool. Which is fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah. What is, okay. Super lucky for that. What is Megan Fox like? It's crazy that the moments and the places and the people you will interact with working in this line of work like sometimes you're like like i remember when i went to china like senior year of college and i was like in these crazy rooms with these crazy rich chinese people doing wild stuff and i was like i was looking at my camera i just remember thinking like this is what brought me here like this middle of nowhere in china in this crazy room drinking this fucking baijiu that's so good and it's just like crazy and like similar like madison square garden it's like the camera can bring you to some crazy moments and it just will. And it's pretty cool to think about. It really is. Yeah. I, I've experienced a lot of that this year, just being like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Same with you, dude. Right. You've gotten to like watch so many Laker games live like and see one of side. the best players of all time play like up close and personal. Like that is so cool. And your camera got you there. Yeah. I also think that when you're working with celebrities, um, specifically like musicians, one of the things that I've learned is you just got to have your camera ready at all times. And those moments like in the bathroom of the VMAs, like the BTS stuff is what people like more than the actual show stuff. Cause they want to see what they don't have access to. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean that, that was one of the most iconic photos of 2022. Insane. I think as a photographer or videographer, especially like specifically photography you want your moments to stand the test of time like mm-hmm. you get you get to a point where you're like okay i've gotten good enough at my work now i want to start making art that like really resonates and matters and like is mm-hmm. going to stand the test of time and he got to take one of those photos i've never taken a photo like that like that is insane yeah dude i was just this is i was just zoning i was thinking about how Brady and i should have gone as them with chloe and lena and recreated that photo for fucking halloween and we missed it maybe next year damn it <laughs> That would have been so funny. funny. <laughs> That's great. Get Chloe a black wig. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. And then I just love how Chase goes. So what's Megan Fox really like? He's <laughs> like, I grew up on Transformers. I'm we like, all want to know. We all want to know. Chase really. I'm a, I'm a spokesperson for the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase, Chase asks the the important questions yeah, yeah, that we want to know. Hard hitters. Next up, we got our uh, we got our boy Aiden Minton, who also just made one of the most badass oh, videos sick. for Team USA in the World who Cup. Who got out of the group soccer. stage? Let's they got out of the group go. stage. Let's but go. That video we made was so cool. Yeah, Shout very very Minton. cool. Let's check this out. Shout out Roy Kramer, but uh, I'm actually so I'm my family's like good friends with his family, and um, so it was like he's like the OG guy that got me into this this stuff. Um, or at least he's he's the man that I think really allowed me to see that this was like a viable job option if that makes sense okay that's um, sick because he's the fucking OG. yeah he's yeah he's one OG, someone who we OG, all look up to right we're always the goat and i was like just starting out i was in my senior year of high school didn't even own a camera maybe a gopro so like 17 18 18 yeah okay and um his his brother terry love terry's the man um was he came to my graduation party and he was like yo like he obviously knew i was a huge fan of rory's slip me <laughs> there this is good advice i'd want not to do by the way <laughs> great he slid me rory's number he was like yo like text rory like would love to uh this is great it's a great learning curve from okay. uh, relationships okay great. um and i'm like you know literally the next day 
I'm like, literally the next day, I'm like, yo, Roy, like, love your stuff. Would always, like, love to uh, link up or, like, work. I said something crazy. Like, would love to, like, like work on whatever. Uh, I, dude, I had, like, zero anything made. Like, nothing. nothing. Just like, the GoPro. I think, I had, a, with I, think GoPro. I had a travel video I made from, like, Cancun. <laughs> from Cancun of my spring break. Just, like, and he was, like, just shaking yo, ass. Literally, I was, like, I was, like, I would love to, like, work with you or do something or what? I don't even know. Uh-huh. And he responds. Text. This is a text. It's a text. It's, Hot like, text. Saturday, <laughs> the next day after my graduation party. Pete, my sixth spring break video, let's <laughs> yeah. work together. He goes, he goes, do you have any work? I kid you not. You sent the spring break video. I sent the link. You're a beast. <laughs> <laughs> No response. Oh, <laughs> left on red. Yeah, um, but it's all good. It's all good. Uh-huh. We, we met up years later uh-huh. uh, for coffee and full circle. That's I don't. Awesome. I don't. God, I hope he doesn't. I think that thread is deleted. God bless. But that's so that's funny. So funny. Yeah. So he probably's had a new phone since then. You know. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> Change his number. That is hilarious. That but no, is but, but yeah, that's the thing is like people, you got to treat these people. And, and Rory so told me this himself. He's like, he's told me ex- like moments where he's been in um, the company of other people he's really wanted to work with. And, um, you know, his work speaks for itself. He's the man. Like he could easily be like, hey, I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. But he was like, he's told me, he's like, oh, it wasn't the right time. You know, he was on a hike and, uh, you know met someone he really wanted to work with, didn't say anything about his job or anything. Just like super cool guy. And then he saw him later at a party and it was the right time and s- someone introduced him and which is way better than introducing mm-hmm. yourself. Totally. Um, and that's like, I think so important information. You're so right, dude. I, I think that was a great, that was a great story. That's so funny. It just reminds me of this, uh, of a sound on TikTok that's going viral of Chris Jenner talking like i think kendall or she's like mm-hmm. what if you just called taylor up like yeah. taylor swift right like, right yeah, dude just like <laughs> just call her up yeah let me just hit up rory kramer real quick and send him a video of my family vacation like you yeah, now we're gonna work together right right obviously <laughs> and uh he, he obviously he responded well we've said it on the podcast before if you're gonna reach out it's important to know when to reach out because mm-hmm. it's not always the right time. If, if you're trying to reach out to someone who you admire their work and want to work with them, you kind of have to be honest with yourself and yeah. say, hey, am I ready for this? Totally, dude. Because I, another thing we've talked about is like when you get an opportunity, you want to be ready and like you want to get on base. And sometimes you're not ready for the majors yeah mm-hmm. straight up like mm-hmm. you know you're, you're still getting some ab's in college or maybe you're in single or double a but like you're gonna get caught up eventually and get that ab and you want to make sure you get on base so you have to be honest with yourself like am i am i ready for this like should i go about reaching out to this person quite yet or should i hold off work on my craft a little bit more and then reach out timing is everything dude. Totally. And, and i think it's so important because it's like i i've for sure done this and like i, I remember hitting up people when i was starting be like mm-hmm. oh i didn't do th- i didn't do this a ton but i remember hitting up someone was like hey do you want to work on a video together someone that's way above my mm-hmm. shit that was stupid that was dumb you don't don't hit up people to collab that are doing this professionally that like work all the goddamn time on the stuff the last thing they want to do is someone random that they don't know that they don't have any mutual connections with like the time will happen for you it'll happen you'll totally. know you'll know it you'll feel it you'll be like this is the right time to reach out to said person or comment on said thing that they did you know what i mean there's a very yep. natural way that friendships and relationships build it doesn't need to be something that's forced and i think you'll save yourself those embarrassing moments and the moments of being left on red from like knowing that's real and like now now they're buddies you know they've went out to coffee they've hung out it's really cool you only get one chance to make a first impression Mm -hmm. so yeah this next clip was a really cool moment because it was the first time it's and only time it's ever happened on our podcast skylar who you know moved from indiana was homeless and now is like a full-time successful photographer he talks about when he was back in indiana writing stuff down while he's doing his forklifting job and manifesting what he's living now and he has physical proof. So let's take a listen. When I did my forklifting stuff, which was 2020, the year before I moved out here, I got really good at it, saw how easy it was and quickly realized like, okay, 
I'm going to start slacking and focusing on other things that I want to be doing. Mm. And like, if you're working in a shitty job, like make time for yourself. Mm. Cause these people will try to get everything out of you. Stay overtime. Oh, mm. two hours, you know, you double your money. Whatever. No, no, fuck all that. Like literally it doesn't matter. Like start doing shit like this. So like this whole folder is, these are all, um, labels from forklifting. So instead of, oh, instead crazy. of me doing my bullshit forklift job, um, which which you should do, you know. There's obviously reasons why. I'm not trying to talk mad shit about people with forklift. I'm sorry, my dad's still there. But um, for somebody who has ambition and wants to do things, take labels like this. Take anything that you can, if you're a construction or whatever it is, and write the ideas that you have down because that's sick. All of these, dude. There's like, there's, I mean, dude. There's mm-hmm. like so many, and there's like papers here too, and like this whole folder is everything that I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I manifested and mm-hmm. talked about doing a year ago. That's Writing amazing. it down, man. That's Making important. YouTube videos, I put it out. Get big on TikTok. I did, well, not get big, whatever. Make TikToks that mm, were talking right. about what I was doing, art. I started doing that. And like, there's like photo shoots on here that I've actually done. Show the other side of the... Yeah. Or like this? No, like show the camera there. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. So that's where you're right yeah. on, yeah. yeah. So there's just like... On all these... Pr- hundreds and hundreds wow. of just ideas like and dude it's like it's they're not even like not all of them are super in depth but most of them are like this one says you do not need validation to create real art so mm. like what was i even thinking in that moment mm. but now that i think about this this has more reasoning now than it probably ever did right. before mm. it's, it's insane you held on yeah, to it too. that's that. really cool. i will i will frame these in every oh, yeah. house that that's i ever awesome. own because like dude i know there's kids out here have seen this fucking stupid <laughs> <Right>. label partial <laughs> palette damage is true like yeah don't yeah, oh, man, just make a plan and follow through with it and write the ideas that you want to do because you'd be surprised in amount amount of time you'll be coming back to these and being like, damn, I did that without man, even looking at them. That's Let's sick, go. Man. Thanks for bringing that. Yeah, that's really dude, cool. Dude, that's I awesome. just, it, this is my biggest proof. Yeah, I love mm-hmm. that. Like of everything, like all the people, all the career stuff, like that's all great. But at the end of the day, it re- really matters is like executing the things mm-hmm. that you want to do. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just can't stress it enough. Dude, I think this is a true testament to setting your mind to something even when the circumstances aren't in your favor and i'm sure there's so many people out there that have had to work a job that they don't love or right now are currently in a job that they don't love and they're like dreaming of this time period when they have the freedom to do what they want they're getting paid for their passion and they're out like working hard and i think that him writing it down physically seeing it believing it thinking about it 24 7 that's what got him out here to la and doing this full time totally man and he like just knew that there was a better life for him to be living and he started writing it all down which is so important to write it down because then you're not just like one you're not just going to ruminate into it you like claim it but it's also cool i mean to to be with the kids he kept the receipts dude he was like this is when i was you know working the forklift and it's like i knew i'd be able to fucking look back on these Mm -hmm. and i'm sure he just kept that in his mind about him making money as a photographer looking back at these and being proud of them and and it's just so cool that he brought them and like just has them still all together manifestation just is so real are you guys sentimental with that kind of stuff like do you guys keep things kind of maybe have something similar to him Besides your boxes that you're never going to use of your cameras that you still don't throw away. Well, that's just if I'm going to sell them. <laughs> True. Fair. Fair. Um, I don't think I have. Receipts I and boxes. I, I, I don't know if I have anything sentimental, but I, I vividly remember like right, I have like journal notes of what I was doing at said time in college saying, I will be doing this mm-hmm. full time. This is what it's going to look like. These are the people I'll be working with. So like I wrote up the plan. I have that too. I also have like we all do just early videos that mm, sucked. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's cool to see though, because you're like, I was trying it, man. I was fucking going was for going. it. Like I was making videos. They yeah. sucked, but Same. I was doing it. And yeah. then you can kind of see how much better you got, which is fun too. Yeah, so we got cool. the receipts. Hell yeah. All right. This next clip is our good friend, Jack cook talking about just making TikTok, making vlogs, and then being able to go to stagecoach to make his vlogs, which is like country Coachella. Last year, a hundred percent of my income was just through like, podcast clients, freelance clients, like people that I have, I'm doing work for like on a weekly basis and like random projects that would pop up. Now I'm actually starting to get deals and opportunities directly from TikTok. Sick. And those, yeah, those opportunities are actually like more profitable for me. So I don't know exactly what I'm going to, I'm actually just still trying to figure it out. Like in two weeks, I'm going back to Stagecoach, and they reached out to me directly because they liked my TikToks. Unbelievable. Have any, and they just liked the vlogs. Like they didn't, this was before I went to Coachella and like made all that content about it. They just liked the vlogs and the person that liked them happened to 
rep Golden Voice and Instagram. Oh my God. How so cool. then like it's going to come directly from that. So I'm kind of starting to get more traction from TikTok and then hopefully like that can lead to cool opportunities directly from TikTok. Isn't, kind of. isn't that crazy though, dude? Because Oh my God, a dancing app. I was telling, we, I've told Coast this like multiple times, but like we were making TikToks in our frat basement, hiding from everyone else. So they didn't see us make these fucking TikToks because really? they thought it was cringy. Yeah. And they were going to flame us. And I was like, no, <laughs> we'll make them the basement at 2 a.m. Anyways, flash forward almost a year. People are making full-time income. Some people are making millions of dollars on yeah. a dancing app. Billions, of, <laughs> trillions of dollars. It's like a, the, the creator economy is huge. It's like only getting bigger. And yeah. now because of these fun videos that you made for fun, you potentially could make a full like income for a year, someone's salary job yeah. making videos that you just love to make. That's so cool. And especially on TikTok, like you, your videos go out to like everyone. It doesn't have to be like Instagram where it's mostly just your followers. You never know who's going to see your videos. And like, I would never think that someone who saw the videos happen to like rep golden voice and Instagram and then would want to reach out to me for that opportunity. But if I wasn't making TikTok videos, then they would never even know that I could do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Two things. One, you never know who's watching your stuff. Totally. Yeah. Dude, I got an opportunity to shoot what I'm doing now for loud luxury because one of the guys in loud luxury found my or was watching my TikToks and reached out to me. So like one, you never know who's watching your stuff. But two, dude, you've been grinding. You're doing daily vlogs. Like it's insane. If you are creating content, if you're listening to this and you're mad that you're not getting an opportunity off of making like a few videos or like I've been doing TikTok for a week or two weeks and mm -hmm. not getting any views or whatever. Let's like you got to put in the time. It's like, yeah. you got to stay consistent. You got to put in the time. And like, eventually if your content's good and you'll get better, the more you do it, mm -hmm. the opportunities will arise. The first three months that I was making videos, each video got like 200 to 500 views, like nothing really. Mm -hmm. And then because I think I was consistent with it and each video gets like 1% better. I think like I started uploading my old ones to YouTube shorts just to kind of like test it and see how it was. And I was watching like vlog 45 when I was uploading it and I was like this is terrible like this is trash my voiceover sounds bad like the pacing's bad like I don't have enough shots like this is really bad but I didn't realize that as I was making them daily I didn't think they were really getting better because I'm just making them every day but now I'm I guess tomorrow will actually be 200 wow. days in a row wow yeah so Golf then but great. they've gotten slowly and slowly a little bit better Dude, I just admire Jack's consistency. Yeah. Like the daily vlogs, and he hasn't missed a day. Still, he's still going strong. Such a grind. I'm like, bro, how do you do that? Like I, for me, I'm like, yo, I'm real good like Monday through Thursday. As soon as like Friday afternoon hits, I'm like, it's the weekend. I don't really want to work <laughs> right. all that much. Like, let me enjoy my Saturday, my Sunday. But imagine even on the weekends, every mm. single day, like regardless of if you have like other client work or you're on vacation, he's still making those daily vlogs. And that's the reason why he's like gone to the place that he is. Yeah. It's so, it's so cool too, because it's just like, he started making them because he wanted to, and no one was paying him to do it. He just wanted to make it and he kept doing it, even though no one was fucking paying him. And then he started getting paid, which is so cool. And it just happens a lot. Like if you make the work that you want to make, eventually people will see it and realize how good it is because it's coming from you. And he even touched on the fact that the deals that he's getting from TikTok are more lucrative than like the freelance stuff that he's yeah, doing. Crazy. So it like goes back to the point of the free stuff you make is going to pay you 10 times more mm -hmm. in the future. Double down on yourself, baby. How important was making those videos when you were first starting out, the spec pieces for your career? I think honestly, I've gotten all the jobs, like the highest paying jobs I've gotten from it's been jobs that I've is. made for fun. Every there time. There it is. Every, Every time. time. Every like, fucking I, time. I think the video I made, I remember this. Sam saw my, I made a Michael Jordan video because um, the last dance was coming mm. out. And I made like this super sick edit. That's the one he saw that led to all this. I remember I made, I did a music video for Google, which is like big budget, whole thing. I, made, I remember when I was in, I was in Yosemite filming something. And I remember my brother texted me and he was like, Oh, like we just landed a job with Google. And then I was like, Oh, that's kind of sick. And then he was like, he's like, yeah, you're going to do the video. Um, here's the brief they sent. 
I look at the link and they're like, this is the inspo for it. The inspo was I made a, an avocado video, like literally a video about like how avocados like are like representative of so much stuff, mm. like having like a rough like exterior, yeah. soft interior, this whole thing. It was literally just like this funny like yeah. thing. Um, and that was the inspo for the video. Wow, Did they know crazy. you made the video? Yeah, they knew I made the video. Oh, like, they knew you made it. Yeah, so they were like, they saw that video oh. and they were like, this is this avocado video is the inspo for the music video. We want them to do it. And I was like, and I, t- I remember telling, I was with Sam shooting in Yosemite. And I was like, dude, they just sent my avocado. He's like, are you freaking kidding me? Like you just landed this big ass job with Google and you just, because of an avocado dude, video. That's so like, sick. That's incredible. Yeah. Ideas without action mean nothing mm-hmm. you gotta go do it man you gotta go do it he made all these cool spec pieces and we've said it once we've said it a thousand times dude you gotta make the pieces that you want to get paid to make right and just like you said just like having the idea not actually shooting him editing him putting in the fucking grind because you have other shit going on is like that's what you need to be doing and it, it's just so cool that he made this fucking video for fun and then google was like we want you to recreate that for us insane so cool yeah and just like making make stuff that you're passionate about it also just keeps you stoked about making videos and stuff because it's fun to make your own ideas dude the difference between amateurs and rocks is the rocks get the ideas and they go execute them totally. and the amateurs just sit on the couch and like one day i'll make said project right also really cool that he found out that he got the job from Google in Yosemite. Sure, just mm. a flex. Yeah, so much cooler <laughs> yeah. than finding out like just on like the couch on the, or some ca- shit. on the shitter. You know? <laughs> Speaking of being on the shitter, sure. I had to delete Be Real. I know this is so random. Three days in a row, I was taking morning shit, and the Be Real went off. Uh, and I was like, I just can't. I can't do this anymore. I'm just always late. And if I post like once a week and I only do it if I'm doing something cool, <laughs> which is why B-Real is broken. I'm like, oh, maybe I will post a B-Real. This is actually pretty sick. I also think that because we're living in a time right now where it's like hacks to go viral or like how to right. gain 10,000 followers in one mm-hmm. month, whatever, like all that, like get rich quick mm-hmm. schemes, whatever, right. like they're not sustainable. Right. There's at, no, FTX, there's yeah. no substitution for like hard work and just like putting in the time and right. being consistent. Right. <laughs> like FTX. Yeah, exactly. Dude. <laughs> but no, seriously, like everybody's talking about putting in the work, making stuff you're passionate about and just like putting in the hours mm-hmm. and the, the results will come. There's totally. like, there's no secret sauce. The secret sauce is putting in your 10,000 hours totally. and that's it. Just fucking grind Do it as yeah. frequently as you can. You'll be tough to beat. Next up, we got our man, Tucker Doss. It just describes basically like moving your pro, instead of being so goal oriented, moving your progress bar and your, your, um, your day-to-day life and habits forward like 1% every single day as opposed to making these big moves. And I thought like it hit so hard for me when I read that because I do like I was wanting to make these moves that you notice for yourself, like this big progress, like here's, you know, here I am. And then I want I want to get a million views and two million views and whatever and create this huge video. And I want people to notice and I want myself to notice that I, I made progress as opposed to focusing more on just like the little things that move you closer to that goal um, and then create like this habit of like, you know, being able to work and productively and not just focus on this huge thing. It's also really easy with social media where you can quantify it with a legitimate number. So you can like have a specific goal of like, uh, you know, if I hit a million views, like great, Mm -hmm. check that off and I can quantify it as opposed to like doing something that might not seem very significant on Mm -hmm. an everyday basis. But Mm -hmm. if you stay consistent with it, you look back and a few months or whatever it may be, a certain amount of time, you're like, oh, I have made progress, but maybe I didn't realize that at the time. Right. And even if it's not about the numbers, um, like even if you don't see that progress that you wanted, it's more like you still got a ton from from what you'd learn in the process of creating the habit of putting in the work to create something and challenge yourself every single day Um, because that will easily apply to anything. I, I think the more, like there's no secret to success with any of any of this stuff on social media or anything, any aspect of life, like it's all going down to how hard you work at it. Like no matter what, like you can literally, I I am such a strong believer in the fact that you can do anything in this world that you want to. Um, It's just about the effort that you put into it. And super important to, to realize that for sure. 
chop wood, carry water. You got to fall in love with that pursuit of going after whatever goal, whatever thing it is that you're going after. Dude, Tucker, 1% better. If you do something every single day, you're going to get better at it. And we've said it so many times. Totally, because it's crazy that we were just talking about how there is no secret sauce. You just got to work hard. And then we were just reminded that. I mean, I totally forgot even what he said in that clip. And it's just so true before we talked about this. It's like, you just got to put a little bit more in every day. And eventually you're going to be doing so much and getting so far. I also think we've all gone through the time where it's like January 1st rolls around you set in your goals or 10 p.m. rolls around and all of a sudden you get this jolt of energy you're like I'm turning my life around Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you get motivated right and you maybe do something and have a great day you're like today's the day I'm changing the rest of my fucking life and you're you stay consistent you you wake up early you work out whatever you do all these things that are going to get you closer to your goal and then Maybe the next day you're still consistent with it, but then like eventually you fall off. Mm -hmm. Mike Tyson was on Joe Rogan and he said, discipline is doing things you hate as if you love them or something along the lines of that, that. which is so true. It's like the things that are going to get you closer to your goal, you're not always going to be motivated and want to do every day. But like if you can just force yourself to do them, even if you don't think you're making progress, that's what's gonna get you closer to your goal. And the last clip we have is just me and Frat Fig over here going viral, talking about mm-hmm. network is your net worth. So let's take a listen to this viral moment. I really do think that the pod's gonna be great for us yeah. to make new friends 100%. and meet new people. And it's important, dude, because your network is your net worth. Yeah. And oh, say that again. Your network is your net come on baby because you gotta lean when you get a job say when you get a bigger job for the creators listening when you get a bigger job you can't do it by yourself and you can't do it with three people you can't do it with maybe five people you might need 10 or 15 people and having a good network of people that you trust and can lean on really will help you just make more moves meet more people it'll trickle down to all aspects of your life if you're in school man it's not about the grades you make it's about the hands you shake Ooh, we're just dropping come on on, shit Your network is your net worth. Come on, give it to Dude, me, baby. Also, back when the sign lit up too, looking good uh, back there. Forgot about that good old sign. Um, I mean, it's just it, that's just true, man. Your network is your net worth, man. You just make so much money on on knowing people and putting them in the right places. It's all about who you know. I think one of the biggest reasons I love this podcast is because it allows us to network in a way that like I wasn't able to a year totally. ago. Granted, most of the people that we've had on this pod, we've had some sort of relationship with prior. But someone like Jack Cook, who we had never met, and we are able to like welcome them into our apartment, have them on the pod, have an incredible like 45 minute to an hour long conversation. I just like, this is one of the biggest reasons why I love having the podcast. Like most people that we ask for like, hell yeah, I'll come on the pod. Right. Yeah. It's just so cool to meet people, hear their stories. And it's always like so intimate and such a good way to get to know someone, you know? Yeah. I mean, I can't even wait for all the cool guests to do this again next year. And season see, two? Dude, season two is going to hit and I cannot wait, man. I want to just give a shout out to both of you for being on this. And I think both that of you. you Jesus guys, Christ. <laughs> you guys have, uh, we've all stayed so consistent. I'm just really happy with the progress that it's made in this awesome community of people that we've brought together from all around the world. And the messages that we've been yeah. getting. Yeah. I swear, me and Brayden, we were talking about how like in our group chat we were like bro we like helped like three kids this morning who sent us messages right. just like sent them sent them they were asking for advice and we were just like able to help them and that feels so good mm-hmm. yeah and then we've been getting other messages of kids being like you literally changed my life and it's it's really hard to process that or like over a take message. it in at all yeah but it's cool and it's i don't know it's just like it's a special little thing so yeah we have a lot of fun stuff maybe around that planned for season two you know just have to stick around and wait we love the rocks we are going to be signing out for season one this is episode 50 of the 505 podcast we will see you all in season two peace Bye. bye